The CEO follows me on LinkedIn. And me. But she doesn't follow me. We're actually connected. We're, con- we're, we're connected. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh, connected to her too. What's yeah. your name? What's your name? Taylor. You didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys know? Um, so we were really interested in Digitalics and everything that's going on in their company because we actually looked at in one of my classes. It was my cloth and hair simulation class. And my professor's done like cloth and hair design for DreamWorks animation. So he was like, like, I could do everything that they're doing. Why aren't I getting like tens of thousands of dollars for this stuff? They had some pretty badass Minecraft animation to look like. Just saying, dude. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. So he initially like showed it to us. I mean, Jason were watching a bunch of their YouTube videos, trying to get really into like everything that's going on. And so we saw like the CEO, and then we found her on LinkedIn, and we sent like a message: Hey, we really are interested in what you're doing. We'd love to learn more about like everything that's going on. And we just connected with her. Nice. I haven't really done much since. I get a lot of like Instagram notifications from our JSide account about it, but. Did she explain the world of NFTs to you guys? How much money they're Very making? Very poorly. She was not good. Yo, well, here's the thing, too. Like, she's from like, it seems like a different class, and she's from a different country. And so there's a lot of language that she uses that we're unfamiliar with. Yeah. So it's very hard to kind of comprehend a lot of what she talks about. I highly yeah, recommend I the Corridor Digital video with people. They really go Corridor over Digital? Yeah, Corridor, Corridor Digital's nuts. They're incredible, dude. I've loved, loved them. Have you watched any of it? What is Beeple? Beeple. He's the guy on Twitter who I was talking about. He's selling his, like the first one who sold an NFT for a couple million dollars. Like, he's been doing daily arts, daily digital arts for like years now. And like, like, he did a video with Corridor so long ago going, like just doing a, a one day doodle dash pretty much. Like, like they rendered something on their computer. And, and then now, now he's posting, now he's selling his daily things, like a collection of his daily things for millions of dollars. And now he, he is so blowing bu- up now. So who buys these other than just like collectors? I could not tell you. That's, That's what I'm wondering. part. Do you know if NFTs are being traded with anything other than Ethereum? No. No idea. I don't think so. So in that um, Clubhouse thing that Connor and Mike do, yeah. they talked about, they had a day where they talked about crypto and they talked about NFTs a little bit. They are so adamant about Ethereum being like V1. Yeah. They think that, yeah, Bitcoin's nice and it's grown a lot, but Ethereum is the most useful according to them. I'm sorry, I don't know what Ethereum is. Ethereum is the, I think it's the second largest cryptocurrency behind Bitcoin. The yeah. thing that I don't know, it's it's around, I think, like $3,300 per coin. It's peaked, it was I at think, 4K. just over 4K. Yeah. But... I don't know too much about. I know a lot about like Bitcoin and like the actual like code that goes behind Bitcoin, but I don't know enough about like Ethereum to go into it because I don't know. Like Bitcoin has a source limit of like x like twenty one million or whatever, yeah. something like that. I've got no idea. It's at eighteen million. Eighteen million's been mined. Yeah, Jesus. Jeez. That's what they. That I learned a lot on the crypto episode with Lo and uh, Connor for Clubhouse. I think on, just teach us something cool. Two years ago is at 13 million. But the more that there is that has been mined, the, the harder it becomes yeah. to find more and more. So yeah, apparently it won't be till 2150 that all of Bitcoin 
Like, es- estimated. Yeah. So, so somewhere after 2100, probably, that's all actually mine. I mean, I know my, my one of my friends from college, like, once the 30 series graphics card came out, he's been going so hard trying to get them. He got a 3060, now he's a 3070. He's making, like, $50 a day mining some kind is of crypto. Is it passive, or does he have to actively sit there and do stuff? I don't know. No, no, no. He's, he's set up, passive? He, yeah, he set up his computers. Like, he's got them plugged in. When, when he's not using them, yeah, they're running mining Bitcoin. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if it's crazy. Bitcoin. I don't know exactly what kind of currency he's mining, but he's... He's mining crypto. So he's actually money. making. He's been trying to get me into it, but I'm just, I'm just so he sent me videos, like sent me ways to kind of get into it. It's just like, man, I, I, that seems like a huge jump. I don't know how to like yeah. Yeah, just go for it yet. Mining a, is so beyond me. There's a large like overhead cost of investment that goes into it to begin with. Like I know a friend who completely filled their shred their shed with like twenty different PCs with max out graphics cards, Holy shit. which probably cost them thousands and thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, it's like, like my friend, like, I'm, I'm talking about. It. Like, he's lost money right now, but like, he's not with what the money he's making and how it's going. He's going to be making money. Yeah. yeah. And so, is there a way that either of you? I feel like Wesley is a good question. That you see NFTs being like introduced to the world of video games. <sighs> NFT. Mm-hmm. I'm still really unsure of how all this is working and just kind of claiming a video game i guess as mine only and i am the sole creator i guess it's already almost like that so i i really see that as, as a confusing area so like, like there's still so much to nfts to be explored that i i just don't know yet mm-hmm. honestly um i know one thing that digitalix is trying to incorporate is custom skins for video games so let's say in csgo when you'd have the dragon lord that you'd see on the market going for over a thousand dollars at times yeah what if there's only one Dragon Lore ever? That the price would go up significantly. And what if Digitalix had like a digital signature for that one copy, so it'd only be you who had it? Do you ever see that uh, being incorporated into video games? Maybe League of Legends for that? Honestly, I, I feel like this is almost like, like we're, we're stripping away from the game. Like it's just like it's becoming so personal. Like not even personalized, it's just like having the monopoly over all these things. Like this is mine, I have it now, you can't have it. Yeah. Like that's it's cool, but that's something that is. Be making things more expensive than they, than they need to be for no reason. Yeah. And I, I don't know, this kind of, seems kind of mind-boggling. For art and things like that, you know, when Webster and Miriam put that, the, 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 the dictionary definition of NFT, that's already been put up as an NFT and sold for like $40,000. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? What is going on with NFTs? Someone jumped on that real quick. Well, I, I saw they're donating it. I saw they're all donating the profits from it, but still, like, like that, that alone, that, that's a meme in itself. What the hell happened there? Yeah. That's cool crazy. I don't know. I feel there's a lot of people right now who have money that they shouldn't. Not saying that we should like take money away from anybody, but the culture that we live in, we have TikTok. A lot of people are fine who have made millions and millions of dollars. We have everybody getting their stimmies who don't know what to do with it. So they invest only fans. And so they're investing it into like stocks like let's say doge or gme and a lot of times it blows up not a lot of times let's say one out of 100 people blew up off of it and they made 20 30 40 times what they initially had and now they're like what am i gonna do with all this money so a lot of them i think are buying nfts with it that's the thing i think there is those there's fuse out there that they had the perfect path in these past few years yeah they got famous on tiktok early fans for shaking their ass and then they were like, hey, let's put it all into GameStop right now. Yeah. And then that went to the moon. Yeah. And now they're sitting after they cashed out at the perfect time after GameStop. And they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe. And it's like, what the fuck did they do? They did nothing. Yeah. And they just got lucky and they did the right things at the right times versus someone who didn't. And now they're rich for no reason and you're not. Yeah. 
And so sad. That's that's the most frustrating thing. Like for somebody who may have gone to school for financial uh, like investments for like four to six years, mm-hmm. and they've been studying all this stuff, and then there's that one shithead from high school that went with them who maybe invested in like Doge or yeah. some some like altcoin, yeah. and just just like tripled their money overnight, and then they just like rub it in that person's face. But it's all all luck at that point. But. Yeah, well, that's finance is so unpredictable, or it's, not finance, the stock market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like crypto is just as unpredictable, if not more, than the, the long term stock market that's always been around. Yeah, and that's what makes it so fun. It's gambling. Yeah, like, I don't know if we talked about this recently, but how gamified Robinhood is, and mm-hmm. how like when you log into Robinhood, it's like you're playing a video game. It doesn't feel real. You're just gambling your money. It's like DraftKings. I know, I'm sure neither of you gamble on DraftKings at all, but I have a lot of friends at school that are degenerate gamblers, and they see DraftKings the way that some of us see, like, Robinhood or whatever. They think, oh, I could put this money in, and it could double in a week, it could double in a day, it could double in one video game, it could double in one Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, it's it's the same exact interface, the same, like, theory interface of how you attract your customers or whatever is used the same way to... The market of people using mobile devices i think that's really smart and from like a business standpoint makes sense to like gamify these commodities but it's very dangerous too i know yeah. i think it's overwatch they had a lot of lawsuits about like how addictive their loot boxes, loot boxes were. everyone ea, EA got the oh, big like hammer. loot boxes in video games in general yeah, I know yeah. ea got the, the big shit into this i mean i mean they did do it terribly FIFA, I mean, all of that, Battlefront, EA gets it's, it's a gambling, it's yeah. a gambling, and they're throwing it's, all these kids. It's gambling, and they get accused of uh, pay to win. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like my mom, not gonna lie, she is spent, she was spending a whole lot of money on Candy Crush, all these games, like, <laughs> you're, playing, you're playing for a little bit, and then the pop-ups, oh, can't play right now, you wanna give me a dollar, and you'll play for a little bit more with these bonuses? It's oh, crazy. Oh, why yeah. not? I can keep playing at this point. It's like... Yeah, but it's like like those games kind of target these people. Like like the people who are spending the most money on it's like like the top maybe five percent of the people playing it. They're they're paying for everybody. It's yeah. the 20 rule. It's crazy. Eighty percent of profits come from or yeah, eighty percent of the profits come from twenty percent of the users. Mm-hmm. So your mom is in the she totally twenty percent, but she's yeah, in for a lot of the sales. At least my grandma's in there too. My grandma plays a lot of Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah. She's got a problem. <laughs> she's so good. Candy Crush is nuts. Like the company that makes them, King. Yeah. Like, I see them on LinkedIn, like, hiring for a bunch of different, like, games and different, like, divisions. But they have so much money going through their... But have you, have you seen their games? Games? They all boil down in the same stupid games. It's the same same as Supercell. Yeah. All right. Supercell's kind of goaded, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> okay, but all of their Clash games, right? It's Clash Clans and Clash Boom Royale. Beach. Boom Beach. I, I actually thought Boom Beach was sick. <laughs> but was cool. all those games, they're the... I think those three at least were... It, at one point in the top 10 grossing games on the app store yeah, still at one point Clash of Clans probably still is yeah like it's crazy how they just milk money out of one specific group of people that's been mm-hmm. playing the game for so long because they're so addicted to progress and like yeah. doing just simple things in your fucking phone it's so it's ridiculous we could mention right now well mention what we're in Savannah Oh my. What? <laughs> We're in person right now. Dude. No way. <laughs> is that oh. why I'm so burned right now? Oh, is that why you're red? <laughs> by the way, this guy, this guy who's been talking, this is, who are you? Um, I'm Wesley McWhorter, dude. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Ooh. Just graduated school with my bachelor's in media arts and game design, minor in computer science. Now thinking about going back for a master's in computer science. 
Ooh. making games and uh, you know having a good time is kind of what I've been doing lately. Definitely making a lot of games. It's kind of what I've been focusing on. But so we know Wes. We've known. I've known Wesley since fourth yeah, grade. Have. Wesley moved here and Jesse. We all met each other in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of nerds. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we were playing like video games since we were fucking ten. That's how we always have played. Yeah, we always played video games together, all of us. Um, and yeah, you two are still gaming. Yeah. <laughs> was, this guy is. I don't know. He's not I playing don't... games anymore. Maybe, maybe team Jesse fight wants tactics. To. I think yeah. Jesse wants to. He just hasn't had the time or opportunity recently. Yeah, I think once I graduate, I might play a little bit more. But I have. Like, I haven't played a regular game of League of Legends since January, and I've never felt better about that, I'll be honest. Yeah. good for you. I think quality, not quality, like, not, maybe not quality of life, but overall, like, social interactions mm-hmm. um, increase, like, the quality of it. But I guess it, I guess it almost depends. Like, I guess I'm having a, I have a whole group of friends. I, like, I have a whole group at, yeah. uh, at Whitewater that I'm playing games with all the time. So I guess it is semi-social. No, it totally depends on because you have the friends online. I don't know a single person in at school that plays League of Legends. <laughs> I had one, his name was Rich, he, he wasn't even a student though, we just worked together, and he used to play League, and we bonded so much on it because we, neither of us knew anyone else in Oshkosh that played. Yeah. But yeah, you have friends that play. I don't yeah, know I got a couple of friends playing with all the time. Yeah. I feel like I always try to rationalize everything that I was doing though. Like, when, <laughs> like when I like I'll I'll think I had like a video game addiction. Like when I play TFT for like six hours. You and, told like, yeah, we all totally did slash <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I'd be like, well, I, there's a chance I could go pro. Like, maybe I'll join the, the school team or whatever. And I did try. I did try out. I tried starting a team. And then COVID yeah. hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and COVID hit. And then everything got shut down. So I think that was my kind of ticket to be like, there's there's no reason for me to be doing this. Yeah, no. I see, like, for me almost, like, I don't see it as going pro or anything. Like, it's, all, it's, all, it's been like that for so long. Like, League is the kind of thing you, you put out in the background, you, you get a group of friends, and you're just kind of playing the game and, and talking. The League is in the background. You're just having a good conversation, talking with your friends the whole time. Would you say it de-stresses you? Like, if you had a long day, you go and play some League and you feel better? Okay, it depends. If I'm getting my <laughs> ass kicked, say, that's a topic. if I'm getting fed, bro, it's as easy, you know, playing, I'm, like, blindly but, like, playing. But, that's a thing along any video game, because, like, I have a friend that plays a lot of video games. His name is Bo, and he works. He's an electrician, so he works 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day. But then he goes home and plays Call of Duty, and he's a sweat fest for sure. Like yeah. He's one of those people that screams at the TV, breaks controllers over, mm-hmm. over Call of Duty. Still, he's a 22-year-old man. Yeah. But like he, at the same time, would probably argue that he, that's his, one of his happiest moments every day is yeah. going home and playing Call of Duty with yeah. his friends. I mean, you guys are saying you know, you're so much happier after playing the <laughs> Honestly, the biggest thing I, I feel like I've learned and being happier playing League, just don't take it personal. Go into the game, don't get don't get emotional playing, just fucking play it, talk to your friends, have a good time. The game's over, and when the game's over, fuck it, it's over. Yeah. I agree. I always had that I always think I had the same mentality, but that's not everyone. Oh people, no, not at all. A lot of people yeah, take no. it very, that's just overall competitiveness. Yeah, it is a competitive yeah, game. Yeah. But like if you're going into it, like if I'm playing Garen top in a Teemo you're and playing a ranked just, game, yeah. even if it's norms, I don't want to just sit under my top. Like if I'm not clicking my mouse for the next like See, thirty minutes, at that it's point, just, like it's a, I'd it, rather just. Quit. It's not the game that matters. <laughs> it makes me feel it's a waste of fucking time. Yes. Right, right. It's like I really just spent thirty minutes playing that shitty game against some shitty person. Yeah. To lose, and now it's whatever. It's yeah. Teemo. You're not gonna fucking lose. <laughs> It's Teemo. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, gonna lose. lose. I would fucking lose. You're gonna lose the first ten minutes, and then you're gonna grow a pair of balls and kill it. I don't care. Oh, it's yeah, not worth it. But like, I don't think it's fair to justify like all video games as um, 
like a way to relieve stress or a way that it no. could waste time. But like Stardew Valley versus League of Legends, Minecraft. completely Minecraft, exactly. Like you could go online even in Minecraft, and that could be super stressful. Actually, for you. Minecraft is the overall like universal de-stress game for everyone. Oh my gosh! But when you're mining, you you get that piece you, of diamond, you mine on it, and you're, for some reason you're standing on top of it, you fall straight down. It happens. You throw it your happens, headset. but I think seventy-five percent of Minecraft is pretty relaxing. I do believe so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're in Savannah. We are in Savannah. Wesley and I are here. And a- Allie, you guys remember Allie? Allie's out on the couch right now, sleeping. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course she's sleeping right now. She's snoozing. But, so it was originally myself, Allie, Wesley, and Allie's friend Sarah was supposed to come. Um, Allie's friend Sarah dislocated her knee sitting down on a plane. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Don't ask why, because we don't know. Um, but then, so Allie had to go and like hang out at the hospital, and now she's she got another flight here. Wesley got here earlier that day, and we've been here for a day now. What have we done other than walk about fifty miles? Yeah, we've walked. Every we've walked. Yeah, so we've far. covered all of Savannah, I think, twice. Um, we've got some. We got some, some good food. Got some good we'll food. Got some food. okay food. We got some crepes. Me and Jason on the very first day. Where else did we go to eat? Don't give me those eyes. What are you doing? Dude, I got gypped on the crates. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. <laughs> we went to breakfast. We went to breakfast before Wesley got here, and me and Jesse ordered the exact same thing. I said I wanted crepes with strawberries on it, and Jesse said he wanted crepes with strawberries and bananas on it. And I got one crepe, and crepe got, and Jesse got two crepes. It was so, it was it so was, much It was so fucked up, and we paid the same price. <laughs> it was so fucked up. And then we sat down in the corner, and... I had my one grape, just he had his two. Yeah, it was good. We got some fruit, you know. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the food has been good. I think that's one of the coolest things about going to newer cities. Because, like, you can come to Oshkosh and fucking eat the food there. It's going to be the same as food in most places. It'll taste the same as the food in Lake Zurich. It's that type. It's it's random noodle food. And then, uh, but if you go to a new city, they've got local food. Yeah, it's more expensive, but it's a little more unique. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of unique local things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like... Everyone trying fancy shit with their tacos. Everyone's selling tacos with yeah, random shit. shit on the it. taco scene here is bumping. Actually. Every place I've been to has had tacos and and horchata for some reason. I mean, I love horchata. Don't get me wrong. Shops, yeah. I've I've gone to a couple places, walk past every all of them have horchata. The first one I went to, was, oh, it's cool. I'm gonna come here and get a horchata later. I went to another shop. There's horchata there too. Huh, I went to a third shop. Okay, everyone's got horchata. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. I love I'm horchata. not a coffee person, but there is. We've walked by like 20, 20 30 different coffee shops that I'm sure all have mochas, frappuccinos, espressos, mm-hmm. horchatas, and then tacos. <laughs> Local coffee is huge here. Like, if you go to a Starbucks, you're shunned. Yeah. That's not <laughs> no Starbucks. I've seen, there, I've seen the two Starbucks here. Or there was one on Broughton, one on the river, mm-hmm. and then maybe one near, near campus. Or, or yeah, we, we have one that's built into one of our dining halls, yeah. too. So, like, we could get Which is fair that there's, yeah. like, people that want the coffee, like, right away in the morning. But, yeah, a lot of coffee here, tacos... Beautiful town overall. We've walked so far, a lot of different local foods, a lot of homeless people, yeah, <laughs> a lot happens. of like just different local shops and retail stores all around. Fucking train waking me up at six a.m. every day. <laughs> On our very first day, it was me, Wyatt, Allie, and Wesley, and my oh, I have a friend named Jason. He was there too, and was me. Oh. <laughs> And we went to this place called The Vault. It's an Asian-inspired, like, cuisine place where you could get sushi, you could get, like, stir-fry, anything like that. 
And do you want to take it from here? Oh, sure. Um, so literally as, let's just say, male number one came into the building, the restaurant that we were at, male number one walks in, sits down at a table, and his lady friend, female number one, sat down <laughs> at the table with him. And I was like, oh my God. That's a celebrity. Or wait, hold on. I missed the whole. Yeah, part you missed of that. the first part. I fucking went to the bathroom yeah. to rock a piss, and on my way out of the bathroom, male number one, <laughs> male number one walked past me into the bathroom, and on my way out and came back to the table, I was like, guys, I think I just saw a celebrity inside, and I was like, fuck, what's his name? What's his name? I had to look up what movie he was in, and I was like, oh, he's in Olympus Has Fallen. So I searched on Google, Olympus Has Fallen, check out the cast. It's Gerard Butler is who I think I saw, and then he comes out sits at the table uh, like 10 feet away from us and I was like guys I'm pretty sure that's him and they were like come on no it's not him <laughs> and then our, on our way out I was like okay actually I don't think it's him Wyatt said I believe it though because it looks just like him did either of you look at him when we were at the yeah, restaurant I'm on the way out I did not see him but you didn't you didn't nope. see him you didn't know who he was didn't know who he was so only Wyatt was like kind of agreeing with me he was like yeah I believe it though it looked just like him but I don't think it was him so then uh, we went out with our night. Later on, it was just uh, Jesse and Allie and I walking back. We were walking back at like 10 o'clock at night after we left Wesley's hotel. And male number one walks past me, <laughs> walks past us with walking his dog. And I was like, guys, that's the guy that I think is Gerard Balder that we saw at Vault. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, I knew it was them. And they were like, okay, yeah, that was fucking him. Holy shit. And then the next day, so today, right? Was that today? Yeah, we today. Pool? Oh, no, but later at the pool yesterday, too. No, that was today. Sorry. So then we were at Wesley's uh, Hotel Pool today, and let alone male number one again. I saw him this time. Yeah, male number one there by the pool. So we see him at the restaurant, and then walking in the middle of the night randomly on the sidewalk, and then at the pool. And the people at the pool that were there also, like that random group that was sitting next to us, mm-hmm. They, I hear them say like three times, is that Gerard Butler? You guys didn't hear that? You guys heard that, right? Yeah, Allie mentioned it. The guy at the pool wasn't Gerard Butler though, right? No, but they thought the <laughs> same thing. So there was a Gerard Butler and a Gerard Butler lookalike. <laughs> because Allie said, she was like, they just talking about Gerard Butler. And I was like, oh my God. And then they kept talking about him. And all of us sitting by the pool, including the other group, were, was waiting for him to come out of the gym. We were just waiting. We were like, fucking Gerard Butler's in there lifting dumbbells. <laughs> and then uh, he came out. We were like, yeah, that's not Gerard Butler. <laughs> he wasn't was as handsome. <laughs> but then, uh, so we go out tonight. We went to this place for tacos and margaritas. And then uh, we get back to Wyatt's house. And Jesse's friend Peter, who was on the podcast... About a month ago, probably. Yeah. Texted Jesse. What did he say to you? He, he, he said, "Oh, tell Jason that uh, Gerard Butler was at Peregrine's today, <laughs> which is the place that uh, me, Jason, Wesley, and Allie were at earlier today. It's like this really nice rooftop uh, bar that we were at, and we never told Peter about all of any of our experiences. He had no idea that we saw him two, maybe three times. Yeah. <laughs> he just listened to the podcast and knows Jason's a huge fan. Yeah." <laughs> He was here to see us. <laughs> it's crazy, though. No, it's nuts. Yeah, so then Peter told Jesse, hey, tell him it's... it's it was. Gerard, tell him Gerard Butler's here. And he had no idea that we had our encounters with him. Mm-hmm. And then we looked it up. Wyatt looked it up and said that he's filming a movie actually 20 or 30 minutes away from Savannah. 
So he's fucking visiting the most bumpkin town closest to him, which is Savannah. Mm-hmm. And he went to Vault, crazy restaurant. He went to the, what's that place called? The Rooftop? Oh, Peregrines? He went to Peregrines. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him there. He brought his dog. He, and then I swear <laughs> it was him walking his dog. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely him walking his dog because he was wearing the same thing at Vault than he was at the dog walk. Yeah. And then at the Rooftop, we didn't see him there. But, so he's here. Easy. And I knew right away, as soon as I crossed paths with him in the, uh, past the bathroom, we might have bumped shoulders. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I knew right away. I was like, that's fucking, that's the guy from Olympus Has Fallen or 300 or movie 43. He's in all these movies. He's from the UK. Like, you would recognize him. You saw him. Most people, if you're listening, you might not know the name. Google But it. if you looked up Gerard Butler, I bet you nine times out of ten, you'd probably recognize him. That's insane. Just last, it was a few episodes ago, I think it was with Peter, we are talking about the like most famous people that we've ever yeah. encountered. Or and Joe Jonas in Savannah. Yeah, I mean, Joe Jonas is in Savannah, but I've never seen him yet. Yeah. I don't know if he's still here, but I hope so. I DM'd him on Instagram telling him to come to volleyball with us sometime. And Did you actually? Yeah, he didn't come. We actually canceled volleyball, so we may have came. Dude, what if he fucking went? <laughs> I'd be so upset. <laughs> I'd be crying. He replies to your DMs. Bro, where you at? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so now I could say Gerard Butler is the most famous. I didn't really meet him, but, but you were like in the same. I, I you was, were in the I same was, building as him twice. So like, can, can I say I met him too? Even though I no. never saw him. No, let's see. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I let it slide. I let it slide. Um, I knew it was Gerard <laughs> from the start. Graduating. What comes after? Okay, that is a crisis for college students all around the country. What the fuck? So when I was home for a night, we went to Chaser's Sports Bar and Grill in Illinois. Oh my gosh, hold on. Waza, you remember when we went there? And like, we saw that. A group of, of what is that, middle school? Maybe middle school. middle school teachers all dressed up and ready to hit the who? town. Who? Who was it? Uh, Miss Foreman. Foreman. We're putting you guys like on blast. Yeah. Shoney? Miss Foreman. Uh, Shoney and Foreman are homies. There's one blonde. She was an English teacher for sixth grade remember. middle school. I do remember seeing them. It was just Russo? so awkward. They were like hiding their Allison? face from us. I think it's Russo. Russo was science. Allison was math. Then it was neither of them. <laughs> it was English. That wasn't English teachers in middle school. It was literature and language arts. Okay, fucking literature. What? So what's language arts? I read a book. Language so, arts is grammar, Jason. Language arts is writing, I thought. Writing and grammar, and then literature is reading, okay? Sounds about right. Because it was... What, what's but what that? a stupid thing that they split those up. Yeah, I agree with that. Or social studies. What's that? Which one? is literally history. <laughs> yeah, what? what the fuck did they call it social studies for? <laughs> no idea. I feel like maybe it was like an attempt to like open up into more like anthropology. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. It was well, still it was World just War II. U.S. history. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was U.S. history. Professor. It was up to the, the teachers, I guess, to, to build the class. Did you know you're sunburned? Dude, I am so sunburned. <laughs> I was like touch. I was like pressing on my skin. <laughs> I look over Wesley like, oh. like pressing my skin, pressing his skin to make it white. So red. Oh. neck. You're like Did a you red necklace. <laughs> so hot. But like, what the? F- okay, first off, so college, yes. But middle school, like, their education system makes zero sense. What frustrates frustrates public. me the most being here? Yeah, public school. I mean, this is probably the same for private school from what I've gathered from friends here. The lack of international history. Everything is U.S. history. Oh, yeah. I, I learned yeah. nothing about any other country. And when they do teach you about, like, Aztecs and Mayans, 
they make them seem like almost like mythological. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it's like third, it's third world. Yeah, but like I know when I mean, really it's just history. Yeah, but like almost every other country in like Europe and Asia, they have almost like a U.S. history lesson. They have history lessons for all around the world, whereas we are just only focused. They vilify on every person that isn't American. Yeah, and I hate it. So it's like, oh, the Russians are the villains. The Germans yeah. are the villains. Germans kind of are the villains. Well, they were. They at were. One they point. were at one big point in history, which but is they, they emphasize not, on obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they make the Egyptians sound mythological. They make Indians sound third world. They make Russians sound crazy. Like yeah, crazy. I feel like I didn't know people lived in Egypt for like <laughs> the longest time, and I never knew that Egypt was in Africa for the longest time either. Until I played like Geo. Uh, what's that world? Geo Oh, Have you ever played Geo yeah. Oh, uh, where you try to guess the location of where you are? Just you a yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. It's like, where yeah, is yeah. that place? Yeah, love, there's love some people game. are really weirdly good at that Oh, GeoWizard? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't know what GeoWizard is, go search them out. Go do it. You're going to be bad at it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, um, it's really cool, though, because you can do it to, like, just America, so it's easier. I think so. Like, someone person, GeoWizard. The whole thing. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. GeoWizard. Oh, I'm talking about the actual like, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Graduation? You ready to graduate in a week, Jesse? I am beyond ready to graduate. I'm really just trying to push through these last couple classes here. Um, my senior film kind of done now. My team's kind of clutching it at the end here because I really don't know how like post production works on like films, short films, animations. <laughs> I was, it's not your yeah, it's not your field. I mean, so. it's not a lot of people's why, fields either. Yeah, but why would you be expected to work on it when you haven't done it at all? Yeah. Um, so I was working with like rendering and just kind of like using my PC to just grind things out this last quarter, but that class is kind of over. So I just have modeling and lighting class to kind of tackle. So yeah, all in all, I am ready to graduate. So excited. It's going to be a blast. Going to graduate. I think on the 29th, we're recording this on the 18th, posting it on the 19th. So it'll be 10 days after this is posted. I will... Be graduated. Yeah, you love your bachelor's, dude. I, Jason, will not. And that's 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 great. Yeah, nothing wrong. So when are you graduating? Uh, in December. December of twenty twenty one. So in approximately, what is it? It's almost May. Yeah, no, it's almost June. Yeah. So in approximately six months. So if you're graduating in the winter, do you have a winter ceremony? Fucking sadly. It sucks because there was like these nice like graduation pictures I see everyone taken for this commencement. Like my roommate, we had our, our friend Caleb do pictures of us, like me and my other roommates on campus. We were down by the garden. We were up by the river, the business building, like the all the cool buildings on campus. And we did pictures. But when I graduate, it's gonna be twenty degrees, yeah. and it's snowy and shitty and cloudy. And it's gonna be miserable, and I'm gonna be depressed. <laughs> And, but then, like, there's a winter graduation that's just a sh- it's the same thing, but it's yeah. just different weather. Um, is it outside? No, it's inside. Okay. It has been outside in the past, but for the past few years, at least since I've been there, it's been inside. Yeah. But, like, I don't have a problem with graduating late. It's just that that restricts me from moving out early. Yeah. Like, I could care less how many years I spend in college, considering my school is relatively cheap, kind of, in comparison to others, at least, in comparison to SCAD. Um, and I don't have a problem with living in Oshkosh. I just really want to live somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be in two classes next semester. It's going to be a breeze. I'm practically graduated. I'm, I'm going to have two bullshit classes next semester, and then I'm done. But 
that once that's done, I th- what I want to talk about was what the fuck the average college graduate does now when they graduate. If it's not master's school, it's praying you get a job. Yeah. Which right now with COVID, from my experience with like a lot of people I know and my major in my industry, they're freaking the fuck out. Well, yeah, yeah it's because the people graduating in 2021, they're competing with the people from 2020. You couldn't get the job. Yeah. It's, like, it's, 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 it's so it's difficult. loading up. Yeah. Exactly. Because like, the people in 2020, they graduated at, at the heat, at, at like, like the worst part almost of the pandemic. It's like, what the hell is going on? And yeah. also at 2020, a lot of people were let go from businesses. So mm-hmm. you've got the people graduating from 2020, the people graduating from 2021, and everybody who was let go. Mm-hmm. Or even in like Blue Sky Studios, like their company just got completely dissolved. So that's 500 employees. Oh, and that's my... the Pixar sector, right? Or was it in a sector of Pixar? Blue Sky? Blue, so Blue Sky was an animation studio that Disney purchased. Uh, they're responsible for like all the Ice Age movies. Oh, and okay. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Spies in Disguise and mm-hmm. other films like that. But they're they dissolved. Completely dissolved the company the oh, day that it was supposed to come to my class and visit and like review our oh, work. Oh yeah. So it was just a wild experience. But yeah, so it's really hard to find a job right now, and for some people, there's not much that they could do. So I don't know how it works for either of your guys' fields, but I know a lot of, like, if you look at applying for jobs in um, areas of business, management, finance, supply chain, marketing, sales, whatever it is, if you look at the requirements on job descriptions, it's, like, ridiculous. It's, like, it's always ridiculous. Even for a fucking, like, intro slash junior developer they're like yeah. hey we, we want you to have you know five years ex- experience experience yeah. you know maybe maybe experience publishing a triple a game you know experience on a publishing a title it's like what do you i mean this like, is I was a in junior. high school five years ago this what do you want for position? <laughs> yeah yeah or they say masters yeah. or like there's some memes out there on like twitter or whatever that say like uh mcdonald's management position requirements master's degree and like that might not be real might not, it might be I don't know I doubt it is but there's positions like that where it's close to an entry level position and they want you to have a master's to pay you $40,000 yeah and from what I've been told from my professors because a lot of it will be like five plus years using like with AAA like titles shipped or like this this or that which is obviously impossible for an entry level position yeah. but that's like their perfect hand but that's their goal for too the, though yeah. for the job and nine out of ten times, they're not going to find that person. So my professors just say apply to literally yeah. everything. Obviously, don't apply for a senior level position. I mean, do it if they turn college. you away, if they turn you away. Yeah, I mean, yeah but also, like, if there's 500 job applications, maybe that's, so those I, are the ones you I do guess last. I never thought about it, but that, but that really discourages people from applying. Yeah. Because they're going to see that that's their ideal candidate. So then once they realize um, that that's what they want and you're not that... You're gonna be like, I don't want to deal. Yeah, with do it anyway. They don't want to deal with rejection. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to feel like, oh, they're gonna apply. They have the thought in the back of their head, oh, I'm definitely not getting. Well, you're job. gonna get rejected a whole lot when you when you're applying for jobs. You're gonna have to deal with that and just move on. Just fucking brush it off. It's Dude, gonna happen so much. If you have any sales or any a lot of business field positions, you're gonna deal with rejection so much. Like mm-hmm. any sale, any sales rule. I think I heard from one of my professors that about 75% of your job is rejection in sales oh, yeah. for the first at least like five years. Mm. And then you maybe get more acquainted with the industry or you're just become a better salesman. Negotiation skills improve, whatever. But a lot of it is rejection for the first five or so years of any business, any business role, especially yeah. entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is like 90% rejection. 
Yeah, there's there's just so much that I feel like is unclear to so many people. Like my roommate asked me all the time. He's been trying to land an internship for the summer, and he was like asking me to like practice an interview with him and like really like prep prep prep. And he was like in his room for hours and hours, like every day before the interview. And like afterwards, he had the interview. Blah blah blah. I think it went really well. And then he was asking me like, when am I gonna hear from them? Like, what what's the time frame like? And I'm like, honestly, man, I've had it where it's two months later they'll let me know, or it's two the hours. next day, yeah. or they just never respond to you. Yeah, there's no like set regiment. Like they don't have to it at any time. So unless they told you something, just well, recruiters recruiters are thinking I'm gonna reach out to every person possible, mm-hmm. but at the same time after they reach out to you, they care a whole lot less. Yeah. Like you have to get their attention after they get your attention. Yeah. They're not going to be like, all right, let's send this person like an interesting email about recruiting them, um, no matter what the role is, and then whether you're interested or not, they're not going to do anything after that. Mm. So if unless you have some crazy, impressive resume and like introduction cover letter, whatever it is, you're probably not going to go far. Yeah. yeah. The importance... Of a thank you after an interview. Yeah, that's so far, by the way. Whether, it, like, if it's a Zoom interview, it's a lot easier. Send like, them an email. You probably have their email, you could send them that way. Otherwise, if it's like an in person, you could always go back to that office, send, like, write, like, a handwritten note. Yeah. Just a simple thank you. That goes along with what I said in maybe the LinkedIn episode about um, sending them a physical copy of resume. Yeah, that too. Get your name. On paper in front of them as many times as possible yeah um, anyone that's applying to jobs you could tell anyone that just graduated or if you're listening to this and you just graduated use that recommendation um, I've had a lot of executives from like my my dad's friends that are basically executive suite positions in high-level companies that say yeah if you show your name on paper multiple times whether it's resume cover letter thank you notes whatever it is we see your name more, we think your name more. Your yeah. name's going to be more recommended, or more uh, recalled when they think about who's, who to hire at a job. Yeah. And also, make sure you have a good resume. I, I don't yeah. think it's so that Do you recommend important. Canva? I don't even... What's Canva? No. For making resumes? I don't recommend no, Canva. What, how, how did you guys make your resumes? Illustrator. Yeah. Well, Please. see, that's that's super smart. But like the art field, like my friend Sydney, she has an incredible... Like it's... It's more of a resume that she's kind of handcrafted. She has a skill like it's it's not like your your generic kind of white sheet with with your things labeled out, which that works so great for some areas. But if you're going mm-hmm. for art, make your make your resume so customized and just so artistic and just kind of show your skills, but like, also kind of have it in a way that it shows that you're an artist. Like individualized to you, yeah. Not just the information on it, but like the art. Yeah, style the, the information's so good, but kind of is how your, you lay it out. Is your resume like that? Oh, mine mine is not exactly like that, but I'd say mine mine's all right. Mine have I have my skills. I have everything laid out nicely and easy to read, but I definitely could go back and work on it. Um, yeah. And I, I saw yours. I thought yours was really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. One mine, thing, no, but mine's not. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we really focused on, like we have a class here at my school where it's all personal branding. So you have to make a website, you have to make a cover letter, you have to make a res- resume, and you have to have um, business cards. And they all that's, have that's to huge. match. Like, yeah, it's cause that's something that theme. a lot of people have. Yeah, they'll have a website that doesn't match their business card, that doesn't match the resume, that doesn't match the cover letter. You should have the same header on your resume as you do on your cover letter. You should have everything that kind of, you should have an identity. When people see your stuff, they should know who you are. I, I think that's really important for 
like I, at first I was, when I was thinking this, I was like, it's really important for people with either of your roles or your positions in your industries. But now I'm like, that's important yeah, for fucking everywhere. anyone. Yeah. Like, I mean, I couldn't see myself having a website just yet. I don't have enough of a like personal portfolio to up to upload to it. Yeah. But down the road, when you do, it's worth having you know business card, resume, and website all in the same theme or all the same like even just color theme, mm-hmm. the like color scheme that they all match. You know, that'd be really cool to have. Yeah. And. Get your resume looked at by as many people as you can. Yeah. Don't go to one person. I went to my, I think it's like a career advisor at my community college, and they're like, wow, this is good. And that was it. That's like, they didn't give me any like instruction. They're like, that's it. Stuff. You're good forever. And it was ass. It was completely dog yeah. shit at the time, and I hate it. And I've improved and got like workshop by multiple people since then, but get it looked at. And also, you could message people on LinkedIn. Find somebody in your industry a lot of times people are willing to help. Like they want oh my God, people yeah. who are aspiring to be in their shoes. So you could reach out to them. Hey, would you mind like taking a minute and looking at my work or looking at my resume? And they'll be more than happy 95% of the time to give you their time and look at your stuff. I never realized how much companies actually do crave young talent. Like when I talked to John, he mentioned separately. I think, I don't think it was when we were recording. Cause we had just a like, small conversation before, after we started recording. And he mentioned how... Because he's been doing a lot of recruiting for his position. or So he's a sales manager, and he just hired one of our friends from high school, actually, that is now a salesman for uh, Fisher Investments. Yeah. And he said that he's looking for as many young and driven people that are at all interested in the company, and that so many companies want young and driven people because they're going to invest in those people so that they are the future of the company. And I, I always thought, like, oh, like, they don't really need people, like, what the top of the chances they actually hire someone right out of college. Yeah. Like, they want people that are experienced, but there is companies that are willing to invest everything they've got into younger talent, I guess. At least in the business sides, like finance, sales, whatever it is. Showing your ability to learn is also very, yeah. very important. Cause being teachable. Being teachable is a game changer. Because yeah. I'm going into a position that I really... I don't, there's a lot that I'm still unaware about, like, what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be a software tester, um, which is kind of vague, like, yeah. (laughs) there's obviously, like, I kind of understand the general consensus, but I feel like I'm going to need training. If I'm unteachable, then I just can't do my job. Yeah, I think that's a good word to use whenever an interview. One of the common interview questions is, how would you, like, describe yourself, or what are your strengths or weaknesses? Number one strength should either be teachable or, um... Maybe like adaptive. Uh, adaptive or collaborative. Yeah. That you work well with others or that you can adapt to new situations and challenges or that you're teachable. I think yeah. those three are huge. And then we, how, do you, how do you answer what's your weakness? That's such a hard question to answer. I say... Because the worst answer is that you have none. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that. Or the, the, second, then the second worst answer is that your number one weakness is one of your strengths. Yeah. <laughs> like I work too hard. Um, I think when... I was talking to my roommate about this, and if you have an apparent weakness that might show up in an interview, capitalize on that. Double down. Be like, yeah, this is my weakness. I'm trying to work on it. For him, it was language. There's a language barrier. He's not from America. Oh, that's not really? his primary, um, like, that's not where he was born. So his uh, English isn't, like, perfect. So obviously, if you're in an interview, they might be able to see that. So I've thought that that's a great answer for someone like him. I think. What it really comes down to is being so honest with yourself yeah. that you have to just be like, fuck it. Like, I know that I have 
it's like I guess for myself one of mine is I just go to the gym too much <laughs> no I think one of mine for sure like if someone asked me I would have to just be super honest with myself and say sometimes I really need to be told what to do mm-hmm. like it as much as I know how important it is to be able to give someone a task and let them figure it on their own I might need a little bit more guidance but you can hold me responsible and I'm accountable so but you have to be honest with it like some people might not be comfortable like public speaking like if someone told you you had to lead a meeting or a conference meeting or something and they tell you that and you're like fuck I'm not comfortable doing that that's a weakness of mine say it get it yeah. out right in the open yeah <laughs> so being honest being honest in all of business not just business but like any position is like the number one thing you can do for any employer yeah but I think taking on an opportunity that you're not quite ready for is also okay but like you could also at the same time express to them that you might not be right for something like that. I remember for an example, me, Gabby, our old manager at Taco Bell, asked me to speak in front of all the general managers in the Chicago area about oh, like shit. the scholarship. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and it turned out to be really easy because none of them. It's like a mandatory meeting that everybody has to attend, and nobody's paying attention to me anyway. They're all, like, looking away. So I'm just rambling, talking. Like, who's this high school bozo? Yeah, so it didn't really matter, but it was still great. It was very nice to, like, meet everybody, so. Yeah, I guess it is important to... You should jump into roles that you're not prepared for. Yeah. So you're gonna gonna figure it out, hopefully. And if you don't, you fail, and you learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. Something that John mentioned in his episode, uh, it might have been before or after we recorded also, I forget, it was win or learn. There's no losing. Yeah. And then low, literally, I had the interview on a Monday with John, and John said, win or learn, there is no losing, there's only learning. And then the next day, low said to me, no idea what John said to me, was there is no bad days, there's only character development days. So there's no day that it's a bad day, it's just a day that you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Like, don't ever think that it's the end of the world. It's yeah. just a day that you learned something. I think that that's something that helps me. Like, when you have a bad day... You need to have bad days to appreciate your good days. You need to also reflect on your bad days. Yeah. Instead of complain about them. Yeah. Oh, I hate when people complain. <laughs> God, why do people have to be sad? I fucking complain a lot, but it's almost all sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just put up with my sassiness almost. Yeah. But when people are just like, you know, they get off work and they complain about their day every day, it's almost like you don't stop working unless you... Like, I talked with someone recently that... Um, people that get off work and they complain about work, they're still at work. Yeah. Until they stop thinking about it. Yeah. They can just let go. Or like you know, your your share of work and play should be split up. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting question that you asked John in the last episode, asking him like what his ideal ratio of like work and play is, because. Everybody he didn't have an answer, but he didn't have a clear answer. But I think it's just a great question and something to think about. It's something that everyone should be like conscious of mm-hmm. some people are okay with working Elon Musk 24-7 yeah or you know being unemployed <laughs> yeah <laughs> like so. there's a there's a lot of wiggle room there yeah but everyone should have that level of consciousness um, yeah but what is it life life work balance like it should it shouldn't be 50-50 but some days it should be 80-20 some days it should be 40-60 it should change yeah there's no perfect everyday balance mm-hmm. I'm on vacation right now I'm 100% play right now Hell yeah, Except man. for in this recording bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of work, but like, I think other than today, every day has been play. 
I'd say I'm about 20% work, 80% play. Because I still got classes. I'm still trying to do homework when yeah. I go to bed and shit. But. but once I get back on Monday to Oshkosh, I'm 95% work. Yeah. yeah. I get back on the grind. I yeah. I literally, I have to be in Milwaukee for my internship at like 8 a.m. It's an hour and a half away. But that's going to be ever after that every day I'm in Oshkosh. But still, it's like an eight-hour, nine-hour day. Yeah. And that's going to take up most of my time. But I'm fine with taking a whole week off to play. And then working all summer, it's fine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love that. I haven't been doing So, <clears throat> guys, I actually have a movie recommendation this week. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His name's Gerard Butler. He has this film called 300. I've never seen it, but it seems pretty popular. So that, guys, is our movie recommendation this week. I actually know Gerard Butler. Um, he's a cool guy. He took a piss in a bathroom after me. Yeah, so check wow. it out. I'm sure that you guys will love it. I'm sure I would too. So maybe I'll get a listen at some point. Wait, wait, yeah. It's a movie recommendation that you haven't <laughs> seen. seen huh? I've seen it, and I will tell you that the first one is good. There's more than one? Yeah. Is it called 301? No, there's 300. No. <laughs> there's 300, and it's like 300 Rise of something. Oh, okay. Like Beowulf? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a more future. It's not even more future. It's just better graphics. Oh, sick. Love that. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been a little bit of a different episode where we are still obviously in the bathtub, but uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you guys want to say anything? Well, so you got any plugs? Yeah, actually, I do. Let's the, hear it. The MAGD Expo started today, so if you guys have the opportunity, have a website, have a computer even, go to www. Um, maybe just Google MAGD Expo at UWW and you'll, you'll find our whole website. You can look at all the cool games, cool videos, cool art people have made. Definitely go check out the games. Go check out online party game and give me a vote. That would be pretty badass. You can also play an epic game with your friends. As well as uh, go check my itch page at WESMCW. Search that on itch.io. You'll find a lot of cool games I've made. And yeah, give, leave some comments, give me some feedback. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank Please. you. Please do. Yeah, Wes has a lot of games on there. Worked on a couple. They're an absolute blast. So make yeah. sure you guys give those a little listen. And then if you guys want to check out our Instagram at JSide Podcast, Twitter at JSide Podcast, or want to email us, or maybe I was thinking we can get some random guests on the show if you're from another country, Ooh. email us at JSide Podcast. We're Earth. looking at you, Germany, Brazil, <laughs> Hong Kong, <laughs> JSide Podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to message us on any social media or email platform of any kind of any inquiries yeah send us some resumes too if you guys want to do like a resume workshop we'd love <laughs> to like work with you guys always love meeting people so yeah thank you so much and we'll see you next week Bye-bye.